We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in, Monday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parham, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here today. All podcasts on MPW Digital brought to you by Twisted T. More on them in a little while, but a lot of uh, football today. Kind of final thoughts on Ole Miss 28, Auburn 21 from Saturday night at Jordan-Hare Stadium. And Ole Miss now heading to uh, heading back home to play the Vanderbilt Commodores. Vanderbilt coming off and a bye week. It won't matter as uh, the Rebels 6-1. and one. Vanderbilt coming to town, all that and more. Look at lines, look at some other stuff. Here today on the show, a show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. The lunch special is five sixty nine. a couple sides, bread, any size, fountain drink. You know about those every day. You got the uh, the beer cave, whether it be tailgating and getting stuff ready for the Grove this weekend or just washing at home, making sure you have all the supplies you need in your house, your big screen TV. You need their uh, alcoholic options there with the beer cave at the Blue Sky here in Oxford. They also do plenty of... Uh, catering and can help you out in the grove the ribs the pork the lunch specials again tons of different things dessert side items and more oxford exxon highway six west and again coming to you from the clark ford studio we are clark ford is in amory mississippi 662-257-1900 call that number ask for Corey clark tell Corey what ford product you're looking for he'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours just right to the bottom line there's no hassle no haggle you get to quote the rest completely up to you. You can shop it around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. Let's hop into a Clark Ford today. Corey and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guests will join this week on the Campbell Clinic hotline. Already have some stuff lined up. Campbell Clinic is in Oxford now. 2608 South Lamar Boulevard, Suite 102, just across the street from the cottages at Hooper Hollow. Campbell Clinic provides full-service orthopedic care, everything from sports medicine to foot and ankle surgery to spine and total joint care to pediatric orthopedics, physical therapy, and more. To uh, book an appointment, go to CampbellClinicOxford.com or call 901-759-3111. Walk-ins always welcome at the Campbell Clinic, Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
Yeah, I said a little talk on the stream about uh, Lane on Twitter. I, I I didn't take this morning's one to be at Austin Keys. Obviously, yesterday's was, but I, I thought today was actually you know him alluding to him staying at Ole Miss from Auburn last year instead of Keys. Um, I could the, be wrong. But I'm in the was, vast minority here. I I I. You haven't followed Lane on Twitter the last 24 hours. No. Okay, we'll talk about it. One second. I can get Lane Kiffin's Twitter up. Lane Kiffin yesterday, um, he showed a very carb-heavy breakfast. I have a hard time believing he devoured all yesterday morning on Twitter. But um, I would think Lane's approach to breakfast is very similar to mine. Yeah, well, he tweeted yesterday morning, already back at work, ready for next week. No better view to enjoy breakfast. It is on the Ole Miss practice field, and it appears to be uh, – let me pull the picture up. It is for sure very large uh, pancakes. Look like they're from BBB. Some toast, some eggs over easy, a uh, a definitely a made from scratch buttermilk biscuit, some type of meat item, and then what appears to be some sort of uh, home fry situation under that. So, no way he ate any of that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, <clears throat> no chance. Also, uh, Sally came in. You think he subscribes to the cheat meal? I doubt it. I mean, I think everybody at some point has something that's not healthy. I mean, I don't think it's 365-24-7 by any means. Um, his is pretty close. He did for a long time for sure, yeah. Yeah. His fish and uh, – Sally came in on Twitter and said not pictured morning gumbo courtesy of uh, John Curran. So they had all that as well. Uh, then Lane responded and said, actually, she ate it all, coffee and water only here, getting ready for Vandy. I actually believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy, thank you for the uh, super chat. She says thoroughly enjoyed seeing the M, P, and W all together for the post game. Yeah. Highly enjoyed it, and always like Brian's takes as well. Great job, guys. Grass isn't greener. So, um, put that up yesterday morning, and then uh, let's see. So, Austin Keys on January twenty first, um, after he had transferred to Auburn, I assume. I don't know the date that he left, but we'll we'll go with after he had he had headed from Ole Miss to Auburn. Obviously, the uh, the linebacker he played pretty well. He had a really critical face mask penalty that was a, a problem for Auburn on Saturday night. But otherwise, I thought he really rushed the passer passer well for the Tigers. He tweeted the grass way greener on January twenty first. Um, Lane retweeted that yesterday. Um, had that one in the queue, ready to uh, ready to fire, and then. Uh, because it's somebody having to do this. Juice Kiffin quote tweeted it with a picture of him running through grass yesterday. Very green, lush grass yesterday. Um, Austin Keys then responding to Juice Kiffin with a uh, a meme that says delete this with him holding out money saying I will pay you to delete this. Um, Lane quote tweeting that saying he can't be bought. Best of luck rest of year with okay. a uh, a laughing emoji. Lane this morning, as he does a lot of times, he tweets the uh, um, devotional cards in okay. the uh, in the morning. This one says, uh, "Comparison is the thief of joy." Theodore Roosevelt and Lane's uh, comment on that one hundred, the little emoji thing, the one hundred grass isn't always greener. I did not take that to actually mean toward keys this morning. Probably not. No, that felt more lane centric than Austin key centric. I think he was leaving Austin alone after yesterday. I mean, on the TV broadcast, I saw several players hugging Austin after the game. So I mean, yeah. Austin wasn't getting a lot of playing time. He left. I mean, 
I don't think I don't think Lane's doing that. Lane's probably not doing the grass is always greener thing because he recruits a lot of portal guys with the premise of hey the grass is greener here. So <laughs> that was probably not where he was going. He took a little shot at Austin. You know, and what's interesting about Lane is I mean again this is just our perceptions over time. If he really like, unless it's like a Jimbo kind of situation, if he doesn't really like you, he kind of leaves you alone. He messes with people as much as anything. Um, so yeah, I look. It's if this morning was about keys, then I think it's probably one too many, and you should let it move on and go. Um, I didn't really have a problem with the retweet yesterday. In today's world of business and nil and transfers and portals and making decisions and all those things. Just kind of is what it is. I mean, I was th- I was thinking about it this morning because Neil and I were talking last week. And I think Neil reiterated it in his mailbag yesterday about how you know the NBA is some level of soap opera. College football is kind of the male sports version of professional wrestling at this point, and I think if you have that tendency to enjoy and like that, Lane obviously amps that up with a lot of things he does on social media and on Twitter and things. But I don't know. I mean, pointing out bad decisions from a portal standpoint in, 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 in this very microscopic view. Again, it was not a bad decision for Austin keys overall. Right. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really hate it. I'm kind of okay with it. Um, I don't think it was a big deal. So yeah, he's, he's what it was interesting is he is, he tweeted like 10 times yesterday and nothing was geared even a little bit of a shot toward Hugh freeze. He's letting Hugh go and moving on with his life. It appears at this point. So there's no point in piling on. Yeah. Although I've already done the captions for this week's picks, and hold on, you have. Yes, someone may. That's have. very early. Someone may have piled on. That's very early. I'm trying to stay. Were ahead. you motivated? No, I just we had ideas in your head. We've right hit now. crossover season. Uh huh. Where you have less time than you yeah, normally yeah. do because basketball's now kind of getting ready to go. Ole Miss basketball. I'm referencing specifically. Not the NBA. The NBA for me is a productive thing because I'll turn it on up here and work with it on in the background. But we you're hitting the point where we're about to be covering two teams. Basketball regular season's two weeks away. Is that right? Give or take. Two weeks from today, maybe. Okay. I think they open on a Monday. I, I don't. I'm not, I'm not sure. But we're roughly, yeah. I get it's just click stuff, but I'm looking through Clayne's thing a little more. He retweets a thing from the Clarion Ledger saying Ole Miss takes multiple jabs at Auburn after Lane Kiffin hire over at Lane Kiffin hire after the win. I don't know. I mean, Auburn kind of started it on social media. It's just kind of what these team personality things do. Um, I don't think it was necessarily any different than anything else. That's it. It, it looked like it always looks. I mean, Auburn did the whole. Coach Freeze with a fan with the pregame handshake on Saturday. Um, eh, whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's the the, the whole thing's frankly good for the game because it keeps people interested and entertained and adds some secondary value. I mean, there wasn't. I somehow miss all of it. I, I guess because my Twitter feed is, it's. I do the for you. Not the following. Do you really? I do. Oh God, no. Ooh. And so, yeah, I don't. That drives. That would drive me insane because yeah. I can't curate my own list. I don't. But I don't want all that stuff. Like, well, then I'm don't glad. follow them. Yeah. Well, I have to cover Ole Miss football. Oh well, yeah. Have to sure. Follow Ole Miss football, but yeah. I don't like like the trash talk stuff. It, I don't like it. So I 
I'm glad that I'm. You missing. don't get a bunch of pile on crap in the four U though. Mm-mm. That's like no. I'm actually fairly pleased with it. Really? Yeah. Oh God! That I mean, I, 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 I follow a lot it, of political stuff, and so it, I mostly get the political stuff. I don't even. Was, I don't even get a lot of the sports stuff anymore. If that was my only option, I would not have Twitter. I would. I would kill the entire thing and never. Even well, open the it. only reason I keep Twitter is to recruit. I mean, to talk to recruits. Yeah, sure. And to get people to be guests on shows. I spend very little time on Twitter. Hardman, what tweet made no sense? Which one are we talking about? Yeah, I mean, that's what I was saying. I mean, Auburn kind of went into the day with it and was asking for a comeback because what what happened was they, when Freeze and Kiffin shook hands before the game, and it was just a handshake and moved on, they did the photo op and kind of got on with their business. Um, Auburn tweeted the photo with Coach Freeze with one of his biggest fans or something like that. That was stupid. It's like... Yeah, you're trying too hard at that point. Yeah, you're asking for it at that point. Well, you just... Yeah. They're weird. Kyle, thanks for the super chats. Do you think it's unpatriotic to cheer against the service academies? I mean, if they're not playing your team, why would you cheer against them? I mean, I get if you're like an Ole Miss fan and they're playing Ole Miss, but, I mean, if Air Force is playing Wyoming, I have no... I mean, I have no emotional connection to Wyoming to not cheer no. for the service academy. No. It's also not a matter of national security either, so whatever. Do what you, right. do what you like. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Just feel free to cheer against them if you like. I, I find myself cheering for them, usually. Yeah, I think so. That's that's fine. Yeah, I, anyway, I, I don't know. I, I thought... I guess my point in saying all that is Freeze added the extra element, obviously, but there's a reason why our postgame show had the biggest crowd of the year. It was obviously a big win for Ole Miss, but I think all the sideshow stuff definitely added to that in, in, in whatever way as it was it was happening on the internet over those 24, 48 hours, whatever it was. Um, and I get Auburn's bad offensively, but Ole Miss played really well defensively. They did so many things well and just kind of got the win and what – what was a bigger win for the program than it looks like on paper? Simply beating a three and three team that's now three and four and and and, and whatnot. Um, you know, Neil and I both wrote some version of it on Saturday. The the perseverance that they showed, the ability to overcome early mistakes, and I get bogged down on, you know, like history in the sense does not matter. Yes, the fact that Ole Miss had won once in Auburn in twenty years did not play a role in Saturday's game at all. But you can get it psyching you out mentally a little bit. And, and, and Ole Miss didn't do that after such a bad first half and just not playing well. Um, you know, and historically, it just shows you, I think Neil might have referenced it in his column, shows you how far Ole Miss has come, is that that was a sixth win yesterday, and it was not even mentioned, or Saturday, and it was not even mentioned in any, in, in, in any capacity. I mean, I think it was, was it 2008 with Houston when they announced it over the video board at the end of the game? I don't know. I think I, that's right. It they were like, they were like, Chaining Nuts name, and I mean, I think like Glenn comes over the thing and goes, "Your Ole Miss Rebels are now bowl eligible," and like well, screamed it over the piece of the, it, the PA. It had been a minute. It was not something you took for granted at that point. In fairness, no, it had been oh three. I mean, been five years since they'd been bowl eligible, and now they're bowl eligible, and the calendar's not even to November. And the truth is. Anything less than a probably, I don't know, 10 wins at this point is going to be a disappointment, which 
isn't fair, but fair is a weird word. My place isn't just college students with the, if y'all are talking about yoga. mm -mm. I mean, there's some in there, but no, it's not exclusive by any means. I think you're in your head on that too. They're not paying attention to you. No, 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 but I don't, but let's face it. If you're the one old guy in a room full of college girls, they think you're creeping. And it, yeah, but it rarely, 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 rarely is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very rare, especially times of day. You 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 ever read our message board? Well, okay, but just saying. And you're, you're minding your own. There's a decent amount of creepy. You're minding your own business. You're head down. Yeah. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be comfortable. That's what reason I quit hot works is I actually enjoyed the hot stuff, but like you'd be in a thing and you're mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm in here by myself. I'm in here by myself. And then <laughs> like, are you booked a thing? You booked a bay. And at the time yeah, it said yeah. you were the only person. And when you got there, there were two other girls uh, already in there and you're like, okay, never mind. And then I realized I was not going to ever really get my money's worth. So I quit. Yeah, I didn't quit because I didn't like it. I actually enjoyed it. Got the question on the uh, message board yesterday. Did a little research. I think they answered their own question before I was able to get back to it. Ole Miss with a little bit of program history, and it's a strange stat because they haven't played every year, obviously, but um, have played a long time, so it's it's notable. If Ole Miss beats Vanderbilt on Saturday, the first time they've ever beaten Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, and Vanderbilt in the same season. Oh. Um, well, Saturday. you know, I did a story before the season – because I actually stumbled across the numbers in my notebook again. Don't ask me to find it. But I did a thing about how how many seasons Ole Miss had beaten. It was Mississippi State, Arkansas, Texas A&M, and maybe it was Auburn. Okay. They had never had a year where they beat them all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Never. Never had a year where they lost to them all. And most years they went one and three. I went back to the start of the freeze era. Yeah, sure. And people were like, I don't understand why you do that. And the point was, for it to be a special season, you have to win those games. Yeah. You do something you historically have not done. Yes. People got worked up. I'm saying you can't, won't. People got emotional. And and look, it's what Ole Miss, it's kind of my point, is that Ole Miss under Kiffin keeps ticking these off where it no longer is a thing anymore, and you're just having good seasons and winning a lot of games. I mean, Lane Kiffin... Taking out the COVID year, which we typically do, he's yeah. batting almost 750 as a coach. I, I thought yesterday he had some really interesting things to say. It was one of his more interesting um, calls, if you will. He talked about how you know they learned a lot from last year. He referred to last year's team as a talented team, ta- a team with talented players, but not a very good team. Mm-hmm. And he said they learned a lot. And that they have to spend a lot of time reinforcing. And he says they use the NFL as sort of their template to these guys. Like, look, you're coming in and everybody's coming in under the premise of, Hey, I'm going to come in and the role that I had at school X will be the role that I have at Ole Miss. And for many of them, they have to take on a different role and special teams and all of that stuff. And he said, it's, it's not always perfect in that it takes constant daily work. And that's what they learned because they didn't do that last year or the year before. And now they are. And he said, you know, look, it doesn't work with everybody. And he didn't call names, but he clearly was referencing a couple of guys who it just didn't work. And they're not here anymore that you, you, you have to have, you have to have buy-in from guys when they come in from the portal and, 
it takes a lot of work, a lot of work. He emphasized that over and over that it's daily. It's not, not something you, Hey, we got this done in August. Okay, we're good. Nope. It's constant. Not simply putting the roster together and it just magically working. No, you have to really work at it. And the truth is, I mean, they, you know, they hit some adversity in September against Alabama and had that. I think we'll look back on this season and talk about those moments in the LSU game. Like the, those were really pivotal, really pivotal because it's, it's, they still are playing for a lot. Everything's on the table for them. They got to have help, but everything's on the table for them. He can, with a straight face, go in and go, go grass, went out and you're giving yourself a playoff opportunity. Sure. It's there. Sure. Got to have help. Yeah, sure. But yeah. Yeah, 73% winning percentage since COVID. Yeah, and I don't. And in a normal season, he still would have been about on that pace because that was a year that you, if you throw, give them non conference games, they probably go eight and four. Probably, yeah. So I just, it, it, I just sort of throw that year out yeah. in my mind. But yeah, I mean, it was all SEC games. Yeah. So. But no, he's, look, he's done a terrific job. It's almost like some people said he was really fit. He would probably make a lot of sense. Just saying. It's made a lot of sense. Like it might really work. And again, going back to that moment, if it hadn't worked, what what did you have to lose? It's the life lesson for people. When you're at the bottom, that's when you swing the hardest. Because what difference does it make? Because if you're a four and eight, five and seven program, the so what if you fall to two and ten, three and nine? It's the same damn difference. That's when you swing. Yeah, it's kind of last thing. Lane with the week. Lane gets an A-plus for last week because he didn't get into the Alabama mess. He was focused. He was direct all week. He just coached his team. He didn't do anything different like you going, oh, we're really going to practice hard on Friday. Mm-mm. No, run your week. I told it's you. A week. I think I wrote on Monday. I thought he was really locked in. Yeah, he was very dialed in. He wasn't on Twitter all week. Just no. coached his team. Just got ready. He knew it would be loud, and it is loud there. In, in fair, Hard place to play. In credit to them, it is a loud place. Their, their fans are very involved. Mm-hmm. Their student section is right there kind of on the field. They're very loud. I mean, it, it, is a, it is a difficult venue. And Lane said last week that analytically they're a different team at home than they are on the road, and they are. He said yesterday, he said, I don't mean this to sound – Arrogant, I think, is his word. Don't hold me to that word, but I think he said arrogant. Okay. He said he didn't think that would have been a very close game in, in Oxford. And I agree with him. It wouldn't have been a very close game in Oxford. And, you know, look, it's one play, but I think if Jackson Dart hits Sakari Franklin and instead of throws that pick, that's a blowout. Yeah, he kind of said They his. score right there, and it's 21-7 to seven or whatever. Yeah. And it, it, it He sort of said as much. Yeah, I, I think that's that that's where that was, so... Anyway, a few more things. Breeze, look at lines, Giffen, and more. First, are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea, impacts a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation. They're in the perfect balance, a taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team, when you're tailgating in the stadium, parking lot, watching in a bar, or hosting friends at home. 
Twisted Tea is there to elevate your experiences. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for, for creating unforgettable moments. So toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that feels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Can't remember which ones we're supposed to do this week. I apologize. I've got those. Go ahead. You got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, my postgame columns are brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan, Incorporated Realtors. If you're searching for residential or commercial properties in Oxford or Tupelo, contact Whitney McNutt for amazing professional service and support. Contact Whitney at Whitney at TMHomes.com or 662-567-2573. We're also uh, brought to you by Sego Wealth Management. They sponsor my 10 Weekend Thoughts that are up at RebelGrove.com. Are you retiring soon? How long should you wait to take Social Security? What accounts should you pull from first? Are you already retired? Should you consider Roth conversions? These are just some of the questions that can only be answered with the personalized retirement income plan. Andrew Sego with Sego Wealth Management specializes in helping folks just like you come up with their retirement game plan. Whether you meet at his office in Collierville or prefer Zoom from anywhere, schedule a free discovery meeting and see what they can do for you. It's rebelsretire.com. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1, no matter what the retail value may be. So shop now at astock.bid, that's A-S-T-O-C-K dot B-I-D, or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. Astock has multiple locations around Nashville, Memphis, and Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. If you're coming up this weekend for uh, the Vanderbilt game, stop by the College Corner. It's uh, in the Oxford Commons right off Sisk Avenue, more than 4,000 square feet of the best Rebel gear, plenty of parking. Their staff's going to have you in and out, ready for the Grove in no time. Um, they also have two locations in the Jackson area, and you can catch them at collegecornerstore.com. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next play. Go to gamechangerpatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. Fear prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They'll also transfer your medications. One phone call, they take care of the rest. That's 662-236-2222. Podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from their signature, the great garlic all-purpose flavor, to their New Orleans-style barbecue, and much more. We're going to help you out. Code RG, five pouches or more, 25% off. Again, it's great for uh, all the activities going on at night. Fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with their restaurant-quality shrimp from the New Orleans-based company. So they deliver directly to your door. Five pouches or more, code, 20, code RG, 25% off, primeshrimp.com. Yeah, I, I mean... He put a lot of emotional energy into that game. I don't know what he said or not said. I mean, I thought he handled the press conference fine. I thought people were kind of looking for reasons to make that into something because he was normal. Um, he, he he did a decent job, but I mean, he he looked like somebody had run over him and kicked his puppy when he was talking to when he did the post game handshake with Lane. 
frankly, he wouldn't really look at Lane. He kind of like glanced at him when they got close to each other, and then he turned his head. He he had no face to face interaction with him at all after the game. Um, what? I mean, everybody knows the score there. Yeah, it, I guess that's my point. It, he he didn't fake it. I mean, they both just kind of kept their heads like, hey. I mean, you know, I don't think Lane likes him. Hey, good effort. Pretty clear. Good luck the rest of the season. I mean, I'm told by people who would know that this was a game that was circled. Well, you have to like it. And it needed to be circled to get the win. You can't screw that one up. No. Had to win that game. You know, that's that's the thing is, and it's why I'm so kind of caught up on, hey, it, it, it does, it looks different. He's completely changed the program because I've covered and seen a lot of Ole Miss teams that have that bogged down first half at Auburn and places and just get beat. Because they can't get up again. They can't get over it. They wait on that shoe to drop. And Lane's teams don't wait on the shoe to drop. It's okay. This is an older team. Bunch of guys that really have only been here one year. I don't think history matters one bit to them. I think we play up the history thing because we're used to playing up the history thing. I don't think it matters at all in that locker room. Positively, negatively, or otherwise. Is it good for Hugh Freeze that he doesn't play Ole Miss next year? Yes. Kind of like Lane in Alabama. Look. I worked in that state for a long time. Mm-hmm. This isn't about Hugh. This isn't personal. I'm I'm big on this because I'm right on this. Perception might as well be reality. So when you come back at me with, well, the history says, blah, blah, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You're missing the point. The perception there among the people who matter is that they should be a nationally competitive program. The truth is they were a nationally competitive program in a different era, an era when payment was made under the table. They were good at that. They were really good at that. They were super competitive. They absolutely cashed in on an era when Georgia took a step back and in an era when Alabama was not dominant. Good, but not dominant. And now you've got a multiple, a multitude of things working against them as a program. Georgia's the single most dominant program in the country today. No one would argue that, right? Yeah, sure. Um, we're doing the Alabama is vulnerable thing, and they are marching straight to the SEC championship. And well, you have, and you have an era where other programs now can compete with you in the player acquisition realm because they don't have to pretend that they're not doing it. You can do it straight up. And so historically, yes, they're one thing, but in reality today, where is Auburn's program? Auburn's a middle-of-the-pack SEC program, and they have been for a while. And I guess I'm, in a way, I'm kind of almost taking up for Hugh a little bit in this because, yeah, Oxonian makes a good point. Skarbinski writing negative opinion columns in the statewide newspaper seven games in doesn't bode well for Hugh because we're not even talking about simply the Auburn beat writers. We're not talking about Jake and Phillip, and I don't know who covers them now, but whoever, that group. We're not even necessarily talking about that where the opinions are what they are. I mean, last week it was Joseph Goodman who, I mean, he wrote a book on Alabama. Um, today it's Skarbinski, who's clearly known as the top sports columnist in that state as far as from an uh, interaction standpoint. Was for a long time. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. And his headline is, can Hugh Freeze stop waffling and start winning at Auburn? They fired the last coach. He came in with no talent, 
tons of roster building necessary here. He doesn't have a quarterback. The guy that he went out and got has not worked. I actually think Thorne's a little better than he's played. I think the wide receivers kind of suck, and that's hurting him as much as anything. That's what Jason Caldwell said. Yeah, I, I think the lack of separation at receivers is a worse deal than than Peyton Thorne. Um, and then you look at their schedule. Yeah, I thought Thorne and this was, is your I thought point. Thorne was fine. The Thorne other day. was fine. Yeah. He's not great. He's, no, he's fine. fine. But college football doesn't have many great quarterbacks. That's not. That's not the point. They won a game in Berkeley. They easily could have lost easily. And then since then. Please tell me where they would have been favored in this game from any of these games from a talent standpoint. Their losses are Texas A&M, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss. I know. All teams that have been to essentially access bowls are, not, are bigger things in the last two years. I know. I get A&M hasn't, but they're still very talented, and it was in College Station. I know. Like, he hasn't done anything. And I mean that in an actual positive way for him. He's not. He hasn't laid an egg here. They've been fine. Perception, reality. It, it, it's the paper losses we always talk about. When you go into it, even though people go, hey, mm-hmm. well, I mean, you got to get to seven and five. You got to get to six and six. You got to get to whatever. Okay, well, go beat Arkansas and Fayetteville. They suck. Go beat New Mexico State. Go beat Vanderbilt. Go beat State. That's seven wins. And that, and again, I'm not saying they're going to. My point is they hadn't lost those games yet. Right. He's only lost games he was supposed to lose. But in their minds, they beat Ole Miss every year. Oh, I get it. And, historic, and they have. And historically, they did. But it changes. This is the part that the older people, I think younger people are like, yeah, yeah, I get it. I think older people struggle with this. Because you won for the ever in the 80s and the 90s, it doesn't mean you'll win today. Because you lost in the 80s and 90s, it doesn't mean you, you'll lose today. It's, <coughs> it's two things. I had this conversation. I was obviously not in town over the weekend. I had this conversation with other people. You have to decide. Like, I keep hearing this clarion call for federal oversight. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah, sure. Maybe it comes, Chase. Yeah. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. I don't personally don't think it will. But until it does, this is the environment. You either operate in this environment, not the environment of the future and not the environment of the past, or you suffer the consequences. That's where we are. To Ole Miss's everlasting credit, from William Liston to Walker Jones and Lane Kiffin and Keith Carter and Denson Hollis, and I'm sure I'm missing people, they get it. This is the environment today. It's not ideal for a lot of people. A lot of people find it privately quite distasteful, but it is the environment. They're thriving in it. Not everybody is. Missouri is. They are. We no one wants to do the credit thing because we want to call the guy a goob and a whatever. Hey, they, they've lost one game and they have a shot at they, they get get a shot at, at uh, Georgia next week. He's found a really good lane. He's yes, doing really no well. Yeah, he's doing really well. They kicked South Carolina's ass the other day. They did. I mean, there's there's an environment that you this this is the atmosphere. Learn how to breathe in it. I would argue Auburn hasn't learned how to breathe in it. And I don't know that they can. I don't know that they can be a power in a in an environment where Georgia and Alabama are powers. I don't. And then go further. Brian Kelly's at LSU. He's really good. Okay, he's really good. Lane Kiffin's at Ole Miss. He's turned Ole Miss into a top 15 national program. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy at Tennessee's doing well. Heupel's, yeah, yeah. Heupel's doing well. They're recruiting really, really well. 
Billy Napier very quietly is recruiting incredibly well at Florida. Yes. You put that squeeze around Auburn, and there's not much left. And you got to deal with Florida State some and Clemson some and some of that stuff. Other teams there. Yeah, I mean, like Gron says, he predicted six and six. If if you six and six was your thought going in, you're still fine. But yeah, it's just not where, not where it was. Now he needs to beat Mississippi State on Saturday. Not a gimme. It's at home. Not a gimme. Two thirty, by the way. Um, he needs two wins in a row, and then go to Fayetteville and see what happens. Starkville. I mean, State, Vanderbilt, and Nashville. State's not a gimme Saturday. No? It's going to be a close game. Because offensively, both of them, just throwing rocks at each other. Yeah. Well, and defensively, I think State's a little better than Auburn. I do. Do you really? I do. State is susceptible at the safeties in the back. But if you can't really push the ball downfield, and Auburn has not shown that it can, if you can't take advantage of that susceptibility, they're pretty good everywhere else. Pretty good up front, active. Linebackers are fine. The corners are good. He's a good defensive coach. They have his mentality on defense. Arnett. Yeah, sure. They're they're solid on defense. And hey, look, offensively, they've got a running back who can run it a little bit. You've got Griffin, who's a, a weapon that you have to account for. And Wright, as a running quarterback, is pretty good. And he made a few throws the other day. Didn't have to make many, obviously. But they're okay. They're not good. But are they capable of beating a checked-out Auburn team on Saturday morning? Absolutely. Saturday afternoon. Yeah, sure. Following up on that Vanderbilt, Auburn, LSU, Arkansas thing. Yeah, the last time they beat the three better programs, they lost to Vanderbilt. Um, that was in 2008. Houston Nuts first year, yeah. lost to Vanderbilt, beat LSU, Arkansas, and Auburn. And then uh, 1992, the year that they lost the huge game to Tennessee that everybody talks about, they lost to Vanderbilt really early in that season. Actually, in a blowout. It was like 39-7 to or something, and then went on I, a run. I don't remember. You can't tell me about the 1992 campaign for the for the Rebels? No, I cannot. Where were you in 19, fall of 92? Graduate school. Okay. So you're busy bartending. I was and, bartending, had an assistantship, and was in graduate school. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you what happened in a football season. I don't think I saw much football that year. I actually had the wrong year there. So the 92 Ole Miss team, my my point was right, but it was not the Tennessee year. Uh, they went 9-3, and 5-3 in the SEC, losing to Vanderbilt, Georgia, and Alabama. Mm. Bama was ranked number four in the country, lost 31-10. Georgia was ranked 18th, lost 37 to 11 in Athens, and then they went to Nashville and lost 31 to 9. So, sure. Sounds good. Beat Air Force in the Liberty Bowl to close the season. Uh, Eight and three regular season back in the day gets you into the Liberty Bowl. Bowl tie-ins, not what they not what they not what they are now. Not what they are now. Yeah. 17-10 win at Bald Hemingway there. Beat La Tech, beat Memphis State. Big season. I do remember them playing Louisiana Tech. Do you? Yeah, because Tech was good that year. What year did State beat Tech and nobody else? Didn't they have like shirts that said like Tech and 10 or something? I don't know. Okay. 
think so. Yeah. I'm, not. So, I'm really getting out of your wheelhouse now. I'm certainly I? not up on my Louisiana Tech football history. Or Mississippi State. Or State, yeah. Yeah, no, look, Freeze led the country in, or Ole Miss led the country in scoring defense in 2014. It was a good defense. It was really good defense. That was not the... Mm-mm. Fell off shortly thereafter. It couldn't recruit linebackers. Middle of the field was bad. Mm-hmm. Didn't recruit enough defensive linemen. It's one of the keys to this year's team. It's not that they're elite up front, but they have a lot of guys. And so late in games, they're still fairly fresh and they're able to get pass rush. Yeah, I mean, I noticed that even with snap counts from Saturday. One second on that. Now, Auburn only ran 58 plays on Saturday. They did not run many plays at all. Very, very low. But from a defensive play standpoint, look, he's always going to play his defensive backs a ton. He has defensive backs he likes, and he plays those. I mean, Dre Washington, 54. Prince, 54. Saunders, 48. Walton, 46. Dejon Anthony, 44. But beyond that, I mean – you mentioned it, defensive front, especially with guys with their hands on the ground. Jamon Gordon, 19. Josh Harris, 18. Stephon Wynn, 25. Pagese, 25. I guess a rusher, but Baptiste, 35. Cedric Johnson, 38. Uku, 42. I mean, he, they were fresh. I mean, in the fourth quarter, it made a, it made a difference. Yeah, yeah. Been a big, big key for them. I mean, none of those guys. Well, some of those guys are – I mean, look, Cedric's going to get NFL opportunity. Uh, JJ's going to get an NFL opportunity. Ukwu is interesting because in if he was a normal age, he would for sure. Yeah, but he's like a seventh year senior and has had some leg some issues. I, I just don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like or doesn't look like for him. But there's no super elite guy. There's no guy that's going first. There's that's yeah, going Sam the Williams is not sitting over there too. No, there's I mean, no first round pick on the defensive front. But they they've got enough depth there that they're effective late in games. Then offensively, they did what they always do. Um, they had a couple of injuries up front for a few plays that changed things. Uh, McGee played every snap up front. James played every snap up front. Kern played every snap up front. Pettis came out for that one series. So he played 73 of 76. Um, Jaden Williams came in for those three plays. And then uh, Reese McIntyre subbed in for Caleb Warren on eight of the 76 plays offensively. So that was their offensive front. Reese came in in the second quarter for a little while, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Hudson Wolf game came back. Uh, Caden Lee played a second. Braylon Brown had by far his most snaps of the season, even though it didn't really turn into anything. Twenty-one snaps for Braylon Brown on Saturday. Trey Harris seventy-three of seventy-six snaps. Like sure. see a pedometer on that. Dude, run a route full speed. Dude, get back to the line of scrimmage. Run a guys, route full speed. You don't want that because late in the games, just you're. You're at the tail end of the marathon at that point. Jordan Watkins, nine snaps. Uh, Lane said he would be better this week. Has to get the stitches out. So I don't think Lane thought he would play, and then Jordan convinced them that he could play. And they needed someone to catch a punt. Yeah. Said so Dayton dehydration. What was yeah, it? They yeah, had, IV? They, had, they had to IV him. Okay. And again, that's not surprising. He played 71 snaps plus all the special teams. Yeah. It's a lot. You got to have depth at receiver. But they don't use it. Need to have it, though. Well, <laughs> but it's a weird dynamic because Lane, I, mean, I think Lane would admit, hey, we'd love to have extra talent, obviously, but we're not really going to play but our three or four dudes. Yeah, they're going to play their same guys because they don't. Well, number one, they do a lot of tempo. And then number two, they just don't 
If you don't have the complete trust, you don't play. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. We get into lines. Um, I don't think you have a ton of information on the super secret basketball scrimmage before I move on to other things. Uh, I heard one thing yesterday. I was corrected last night. I didn't see it till this morning. I went to bed early. Um, Cisse has an injury, but I don't think he... It's a groin. Every time I hear that, I think of the Sam Malone cheers thing. Um, I don't think he's been cleared. We, We talked to Chris Beard today. I'm sure I'll be the guy that asked it probably the top of the press conference, and he'll look at me like, why do you keep asking? Um... I was told Brandon Murray played. I was corrected and said he did not play. To my knowledge, the scrimmage was in Baton Rouge. They met halfway and played Houston. I'm told that the Trilly Donovan Twitter report that Ole Miss lost by four is accurate. <laughs> you, think, you think if I ask Chris Beard, do you know who Trilly – because there's rumors about who Trilly Donovan is, that it's a national media guy. Oh, really? Yeah. Um Think, think if I would say yes? I think if I'd asked him, do you know who Trilly Donovan is, do you think he'd find it amusing? Um, Yeah, I think Beard would. Okay. I think he's engaged enough in that kind of thing that that he would. They played at Baton Rouge Community College? I believe so. Yeah. It's a secret. Why? Why is it a secret? Yeah. Because the NCAA says that you can't publicize it. But why? Dude. I mean, you're asking me that? Of all things. I mean, I, the, North, Car- the, North, Carolina, the North Carolina football program sent me a picture because of a rant I did against the NCAA. So. Hold on a minute, really? What yeah. is this? Tez Walker got cleared to play five games into a season where you should have been cleared a long time ago. Okay. And I just went off about how utterly idiotic it was, and North Carolina sent an autographed picture of he and his mom after his first game. What are you going to do with it? Frame it. Are you really? Yeah. 
Why not? I like the kid. And I'm, I have a feeling I would like his mom. So there. <laughs> <laughs> the NCAA is stupid. I mean, that's why. I mean, of you're, all you're like, things. Why? Because the NCAA is stupid. What difference would it make? Why not? Why not publicize it? Televise the damn thing. I mean, that's idiot. It's stupid, but whatever. And so the coaches have to play along. Like we, I can't talk. Chris Beard's answer will be, I can't talk about it. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed by NCAA rules to talk about a scrimmage that happened. So stupid. I mean, on the list of dumb NCAA things, it's not at the top where it's going to take all the mileage out of me, but so idiotic. Anyway, I mean, it's just dumb. It is. Why well, can't that would be far more interesting today than him going back into the, you know, times our enemy and we only have a couple of weeks and yeah, I get it. You played Houston. They're good. Like they're legitimately really good. How did it go? What, what, what did, what did you feel like you need to work on coming out of that scrimmage? Um, how did, well, the man, one of the more interesting stories is, Hey, you were able to play Houston. It's a team. A lot of people would want to gauge themselves against in the preseason. Do you know somebody? What happened? How'd they get, you know what I mean? Like I'm give me that story. Yeah. I'd be much more interested today. Instead, we go in there at 3 o'clock, and I'm like, there's going to be this awkward silence where we're like, I don't really know what to ask you. I haven't seen your team play, yet you just played a game that in a, in a normal world, hey, what did you – the game didn't count, so losing, who cares? You played Houston. They're really, really good. They have one of the best coaches in the country. He's got a really strong program. They're one of the more talented teams in the country. You met them on a neutral site and played them. How did it go? What did you see? What what pleased you? What concerned you? What do you have to focus on this week? Did anybody really emerge for you? Did were you? Do you how much depth did you have? Did you use a regular rotation? Did you use a just no no I'm gonna play everybody rotation? Did you do some things where you said hey Kelvin? Is there something you want to work on? So let's do your segment. Okay, here's something we want to work on. Let's do our segment. Did you do those things? No, we can't talk about it because it's a secret. Stupid. But I get why Chris can't talk about it today because the rules say he can't talk about it today. So it puts us in the media in this weird spot where we're like, so um, I'm really, really interested in what you did Saturday and you can't talk about it. I'm not particularly overly interested in the stuff that you want to talk about because we don't know. I can't put any context to it because I haven't seen it and you haven't played a game yet. They let baseball play fall games. And they're open to the public. Yeah. When they should be. And you can go, Mike, did you pitch this game like you would? No, he go, no, no, we just wanted to get some guys some work and did this and this, that, and whatever. Cool. Open it up to people. Yeah. They beat Jacksonville State 18 to nothing. So they did. I mean, you should play a scrimmage and open it up to the fans. Let the fans watch. They might get interested and buy season tickets. You think they wore regular uniforms or just practice stuff? Probably practice stuff. But that's another thing. Hey, did you treat it like did you mock it a game day? A did you mock the night before? Did you mock the pregame? Did you? Yeah, you had to travel. I mean, yeah. did, what did you do? I can't talk about that. Okay, so how shouldn't you be able to talk about that part? I don't know. That's not the game. I don't know. It was, but it was all involved in the super secret scrimmage. So okay, well, how did practice go? Oh my god! I know it's dumb. Borrowing trouble in such dumb ways. Anyway. So stupid. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. 
crazy schedule can make it easy to fall back into your dinnertime recipe rut. Keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every week. There's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. Even the fall can feel jam-packed. HelloFresh makes it whipping up a home-cooked dinner actually doable with quick and easy options, including 15-minute meals, less time than it takes to get a delivery, and with everything pre-portioned and delivered right to your door every week, it's really a no-brainer. Again, tons going on. They make it so easy for you. I've used them multiple times over the years, and with uh, kids' activities and whatnot, it is a no-brainer there with HelloFresh. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW, that's 50MPW, and use code 50MPW for 50% off plus free shipping again. That is HelloFresh.com slash 50MPW, code 50MPW, America's number one meal kit. We're brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Jackson, Mississippi. They've got clients in multiple states. Advisors in multiple states as well. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. Get in touch with John if you are trying to plan a special trip that will create a lifetime of unique memories. Just give him some parameters, give him a budget, and let him give you some options. And know this, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Uh, we're also brought to you by OPA. It's Oxford's newest Greek restaurant on the square. It's the perfect place to plan your company dinner, your festive party, your company Christmas party. Fabulous food, great craft libations. Um, They can accommodate up to 200 guests at OPA. Get in touch with them um, by calling Jeannie, 601-421-7147 for catering or booking information. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They sponsor our picks. That will be up again on Thursday. They connect great job opportunities to candidates. Been doing it since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, service specialists can help you. Entry-level positions, seasoned professionals, they have opportunities across the board in multiple fields. So get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful, healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative, state-of-the-art procedures that will result in a beautiful, long-lasting smile. From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. So schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself at CorinthDental.com. Lane Kiffin will meet with the media today. I'll have a what he said, what he meant coming to you, um, courtesy of MyPerfectFranchise.net. If you're a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands, if you're an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify, Andy Ludicky can help. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. You've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at MyPerfectFranchise.net or contact Andy at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call him at 404-973-9901. Podcast is brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation season tickets for basketball. Speaking of on sale, it's men's or women's. Women's tickets as cheap 
as $50 per ticket. Baseball season tickets also on sale for renewals, for purchases. You can do that at OleMissTicks.com. And then remember, single game football tickets and Tad Pad game tickets on as uh, well. You remember with Tad Smith Coliseum, that is in November against Sam Houston State. It's not being streamed. It's not on television. You have to be inside Tad Smith Coliseum to uh, see it. They got VIP packages, a lot of different options there. Again, all those options, OleMissTicks.com. And podcast brought to you by NE Spark. That's Northeast Spark, service people across rural communities, two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's anyspark.com, 662-238-3159, phone service, portal controls, network security, and much more. So get the best internet in Lafayette County. That's 662-238-3159. More Tuesday games this week. Oh, good. Yeah, Liberty, Western Kentucky. NBA starts Tuesday. There is a 0% chance of me watching a college football game on Tuesday night. Well, the college football game has more relevance than the October NBA game. Sign me up for the NBA. I mean, they don't really – Yeah, a chance for a Game 7 NLCS tomorrow night. Get a Game 7 tonight. And we have an ALCS one. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We get get a Game 7 tonight. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, like NBA, they don't really start playing until like March, right? And it just like through the motions for the first like four months of the season. Some people would think that. Isn't that right? Some people think that. Dog days beginning in game one, just kind of. Some people think that. I'm I'm pretty. Kind of predetermined and whatnot. I'm pretty geeked up. Speaking of those college football lines, though, Liberty Western Kentucky opened at one and a half point spread, and it's at four now with uh, the fighting Jamie Chadwells in Bowling Green tomorrow evening. He's done a good job. It's a good, it's a good job. It's a really good job. Yep. I'm just glad he's doing a good job there and not elsewhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know enough about him to have a thought on that. I, I, I don't need to know more than I do. Yeah. Simply, no, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Enjoy. I think he would just like. I mean, he should have just like bought Freeze's house, right? Just like let's make it easy. We'll just. Yeah, probably. He may have. I don't know. Think so. I, I have no idea. I don't know what. I know nothing about the Jamie Chadwell experience. Who's at Coastal now? Another question I can't answer. Is Grayson McCall okay? I saw he got hurt Saturday night. They were like bringing the card out at one point. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. In the stream, it's, it, it, I, I I was doing 15 other things, but I did see that. Is he uh, Is he okay? Yeah, the, the midweek games this week are dogs. I mean, there's not even one that's sort of – Catches my interest. There aren't a lot of big games at all this week. They're all sh- they're all really small lines. Like there's a lot of competitive games yeah. from a Vegas standpoint, but from a who you're interested in, I mean, just because I know both coaches, I guess Florida International, Jacksonville State might be the most intriguing game of the midweek, just from a personal standpoint. Okay, FIU uh, eight point underdogs at home to Jacksonville State on Wednesday night. Okay. It opened at four and a half. It's moved to eight and a half. But I mean, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Florida Atlantic, Charlotte. Ooh. Florida State giving 20 to uh, Wake Forest. Florida State pulled away and uh, ended up winning by 18 against Duke on Saturday. It was close for a long time. Duke gave a spirited effort before talent kind of took over in uh, in that one. It'll be an interesting offseason for Elko. Mm-hmm. He's got, got some decisions to make. If you don't jump, you're kind of choosing just to stay. Yeah, because you might never it be can this hot again. Always go. Might never be this hot again. 
Houston on their near miss against Texas. Um, they are in Manhattan, Kansas, getting 17 on Saturday from the Wildcats. I'm still kicking myself for not taking Houston plus 23 and a half. You could have went ahead and I mean, cashed that one early. I thought about going for the killer and, and taking the money line. I mean, I just believed they would play that game in a way that Texas wouldn't be able Texas to match. Texas sleepy. Sure. Oklahoma and Kansas. Oklahoma uh, avoids the upset bid to UCF and Gus and JRP on Saturday. Now they are in Lawrence giving 10 and a half to the Jayhawks. I think they'll be pretty locked in on Saturday. I think I, I kind of like them to cover that in in Lawrence on Saturday, and then at eleven o'clock, South Carolina, Texas A and M. The Aggies giving fourteen to South Carolina. Open at eleven and a half. Now at fourteen. My initial thought is take the Aggies and lay the points. You think they finally show up for a full one? I still think South Carolina is very good. It might be quitting. Beamer's been weird. Been real weird. I mean, if you're Spencer Rattler. The only thing that's in that you're game you're just kind of hanging in. The only thing then that game that makes you hesitate to lay 14 is the fact that Rattler's on the field. He's a good player. No, they have the better quarterback. Yeah, he's really good and plays really hard. According to CBS Sports, per Hardman, uh, McCall is alert and conscious with movement in all his extremities. Good. Okay, that's good. On his way back to Conway, South Carolina. Good. Yeah. What was the UCF line? It was a bunch. Like 18. I had, o- I had Oklahoma covering it. They didn't, obviously. Yeah, I, I don't mind laying the 14 here. A&M, they need a good week. Look, we're going to talk about this a lot over the next week. Next week. I, I, we're going to do a lot of Jimbo things and all the losses. And look, they're okay. They're they're really talented. They can't put it together for whatever reason, but they're really talented. They're upper echelon talented in the SEC. Sure. Okay. I'll probably lay them because I I could live with myself a little easier. Not that it matters, but I could live with myself with Carolina. You'll stay away from this game with Siski. Oh, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't touch it. Unless it, when I look at my little formula, unless it sticks out. A little formula. I do have a little formula. It's kind of working. Do you? I mean, I'm doing okay. Is it proprietary? Uh, not yet. Okay. <clears throat> Penn State, 31-point favorites at home against Indiana on Saturday after losing to Ohio State in the shoe on yeah. Saturday. What's the line? 31. Probably take the other team to cover. Penn State's got to score 31 points. They might not give it. They beat that. Iowa 31 to nothing. They did, but that was when they cared. That was a big loss for them. Mm-hmm. SMU, 19 and a half, Tulsa, blah, blah, blah. Clemson uh, on the road giving 10 to NC State. Same. It's a sneaky little spot there. Don't hate NC State. I don't either at all. Give me the 10 there with Dave Doran. And speaking of coaches, that I'm glad they're where they are right now. Memphis, North Texas. Memphis done a good job this year. I know they mm-hmm. uh, seven and a half point favorites on the road in Denton on Saturday. I don't hate that. Louisville giving four to Duke on Saturday in Louisville. Ooh, I like that. You like Louisville? Mm-hmm. Coming off last week, Leonard getting hurt again. Don't hate that at all. Yeah, opened at three, now at four. Yeah, 
Virginia coming off their just monumental win over North Carolina in Chapel Hill on Saturday. Can we talk about how big of a loss that was? You're six and zero. You're playing for. You're playing for everything. Your schedule is set up perfectly, and you got tight. You overlooked somebody, and you got tight. And like like what Ole Miss was able to do, you couldn't turn it back on. You couldn't just. Hey, we we suck for a half. It's okay. We're the better team. Just go win Just the game. Go win the game. It's not about it's not style points don't matter. It's not a beauty contest. Just just win. And then on the same note, I was elated for Tony Elliott and everything that program has been through over the last year. Sure. Um, to get a win, to get a moment like that. Sure. They've speaks volumes for him. They've really, really struggled. And that was cool to see. One of the better things that kind of got pushed off by other stuff on uh, on Saturday. Notre Dame, 18 and a half at home against Pitt. Texas, 17 at home against BYU. Iowa State on the road giving two to the Baylor Bears on Saturday. Wow, it tells you where Baylor is. Well, those two programs in general just – I mean, Baylor beat Ole Miss in a Sugar Bowl two years ago. Iowa State, that was – hey, Elko – yeah, I present Matt Campbell to you That's right now. Great point. Well, in many ways, I yeah, even the guy at Baylor, Oregon, giving six and a half on the road in Salt Lake on Saturday. It's the game of the week. It's the game of the week. Yeah, it's a big game. Is that where all the shows are? I don't know. I would. I mean, this is the if you're looking for a national game that is interesting, this is it. Utah ends SC's run on Saturday. Pulling that one off. Yeah, Oregon still hanging in there with one loss. This is big test. Utah's tough at home. Oregon's just really good. Oregon and Washington are both really good. So what are you going to do? I mean, do? the Big 10's going to be a beast, man. I mean, the Big 10 is going to have it is going to have legitimate pop in in inside that league. Uh, I don't know. It's a big that's a big number 6 and a half. And Oregon's not an elite defensive team. Got a chance to be a really interesting game. Uh, game day is going to Oregon and Utah. Big noon's kickoff is going to uh, Oklahoma, Kansas. Okay. Sure. They were both in the same place last week, right? I don't know. Okay. Cocktail party, 2.30. I did, not, I did not turn the TV on in my hotel on Saturday morning. And then I got in the car at nine fifteen to go to Campbell's Caroline's place. So I I don't know. I mean, you had to get mentally worked up for Arkansas Mississippi State. On well, the, I had on to, the field. Saturday. I had to go get ice to ice down some beers. What I had to do. And it was my, needed for Mississippi State Arkansas. My priorities were in the right place. So you're taking Utah at home on Saturday. No, I'm thinking about it. Okay. Cocktail party. Georgia giving fourteen and a half. Feels like a big number. Honestly. It does feel like a big number. Honestly, it feels like a big number. My first thought is to take Florida to hang in there a little bit. They, they've Bowers play, is out. First game without him. They've played pretty well. Florida has. They have. They've done a good job. Billy Napier's done a nice job. They're okay. They've stayed out of all the public stuff and just focused on getting a little better, and I think they have gotten a little better. Now, they're not going to beat Georgia, but I can see them hanging in. Losing ten to thirteen points, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, my my first thought is Florida makes some makes some sense there, and then Mississippi State Auburn also at two thirty. 
Auburn giving seven to the Bulldogs. They, I like stating the points. Over under 43 and a half. I like the under. But I like the points. State will show up for that game. I'm not convinced Auburn's going to answer the bell. Hugh's going to want it, but I don't know that he can get his kids to want it. Because he won it last week. Kind of got them. Yeah. You can't dive into that. You can't dive into that bag too many times. It's why you it's that. It's the pattern of Ole Miss State and what's been when you say Vanderbilt's a sneaky spot there for Auburn. Yeah. Because you're coming off those two and games. Hugh's good for a bad loss every year. He is. He hadn't had one yet. It's coming. This is a pretty good candidate for it. Yeah, seven feels like a big line. Auburn giving State seven. I'm not sure I don't like State straight up. Yeah, I agree. I can't can't take Auburn to win by almost double digits. I watched it. I just can't. No, I mean. State has a little more identity to them right now. I mean. They're not good, but. It's got 17-13 written all over it. It does. Minnesota off a win in Iowa City. Oh, oh, that was brutal. That was that was a kick. That, he returned that punt for a touchdown. <laughs> it it was it was too. I, I hated it was come. It came back because it was just too perfect. A special teams touchdown to a, win another game. It was a great play. He did not call for a fair catch. He gave the ref an opportunity to call it with that left hand. Then call it. He was – I agree with you, but he got into the territory where you were begging them to make that But the call. hand's down here. He never it's raised like it. It's like here. It's like here. I mean, it's like then, – Then call it. Blow the whistle. Yeah. That goes back to review? Well, no, I, I know. I, let it play out. I'd much rather let a play play out than call it dead because you can't do anything. Minnesota showed no signs on that play of believing he had call, called for a fair catch. Yeah. I, I went and I went, oh, God, he didn't call for a fair catch, but he did just enough to make them complicate this at this point. Just can't score. I mean, no. just. But they were going to win that game. They were. That was. It was a bad call. I think it helped Iowa in the long run. Probably. I think they can fire the guy now. Look, I had Iowa minus three and a half. Because I'm telling you, I swear, I, I think I was right. I think if it had they gone 11 and one, they were going to keep him and argue that 11 and one is what mattered. Now you can move on with your, your day, I think. What's the, what's the division race? I don't know. I haven't looked at it. What's I just, that? I was just betting on Iowa. I had, okay. I had, I had Iowa minus three and a half. So as he was running that back, I was like, yes. I was rooting for him just for the comedy to get tackled. Not that I hated they lost that way because that's that that sucked. But to see an Iowa two minute drill was kind of what I was hoping for there to yeah. have they have to get down the field and kick the field goal and what that would have or not looked like at that point. Uh Minnesota is giving seven to Michigan State in Minneapolis this weekend. Uh I don't hate that at all from, from Minnesota. Lay the points. Michigan State's a train wreck. Nebraska minus three at home against Purdue this week. That line has come down from six and a half for whatever reason. Huh. Big movement there on that know. one. Um, just a year of from hell for Will Hall. Uh, Appalachian yeah. State minus 17 and a half in Boone, North Carolina against Southern Miss. I would lay them. I would lay the 17 and a half. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, USC is on the road in Berkeley, minus 11 at Cal on Saturday. Cal's been sneaky. They can be a little spunky at times. Sneaky competent. USC, and he did the no players available after the game. When one of your players is Caleb Williams and he's not available after the game, you're showing weakness. Relative to where he was and what was possible and coming back, I don't know that anybody in college football, I mean, take out Mel Tucker or something, but yeah. what I don't know that anybody's had a worse year than Lincoln Riley. Agreed. Because you're doing all these dumb PR things on the side that, frankly, you can get away with in some places, and SC's not one of them all the way. You know, even in Oklahoma, you can kind of get people rallied around you a little differently for mm-hmm. those kind of things, but you kick the local reporter out of out of out of the press conference for a couple of weeks you did that now a couple of days after you filed a report to whoever the hell the report was to saying that interviews and media access was part of the student athlete experience to teach them things mm-hmm. you banned all players from talking again you have the most prolific personality in college football with Caleb Williams yes at this point you have the likely, li- the the likely number one pick mm-hmm You've lost two games now, and you've got to find a way to get your team to care about the rest of the season, or you can lose several more. And you look exactly like you always looked, which means you don't give two shits about defense. You good, don't play it. Good luck in the Big Ten with that. That's what I'm saying. It, like it. Good luck. If you're looking at Lincoln, I mean, Lincoln Riley's year has been worse than that first brisket he made a few years ago. I mean, he, he's in a he's in a strange spot here. I just good luck. So yeah, I saw Emmanuel Ocho was urging Caleb to just sit out now that it's all off the table. I would. say, and Hey, say what you want about the Big Ten and certain teams or whatnot. There, there are some really talented defensive teams in that league, and they always are. And SC's going to have their hands full, and then you get into – we haven't even gotten to the weather yet. And the weather's coming in November. You're going to play games in cold. There's going to be wind. There's going to be rain. There might even be some snow, some sleet, whatever the case may be. You're going to play those games in November. Yeah, go to Happy Valley and strap it up. I mean, you know, Illinois. I mean, you're going to play games in weather where the weather is going to be an equalizer if you're not physical, and they're not. They're soft. They got L's coming. And if I'm Caleb, I'm protecting myself now. No NFL team's going to care. That's not going to stop the Chicago Bears or the Denver Broncos or whoever from drafting him. It's, it's, It's not. It's a rough day at the office today for Lincoln. Yeah. You say that about the student athlete and preparing him for, okay, well, Caleb Williams is going to have to deal with a lot of media, including media after losing games. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to do media availability when he's emotional. That's coming for Caleb Williams. It's a certainty. Yeah. So prepare him for it. Podcast brought to you in part by Josh Neal Creamery, JossNealCreamery.com. Vanderbilt this week, Texas A&M next week. Get your tailgating supplies from Josh Neal Creamery. You pick up at Chicory Market. They make it easy. You order right there on the website. You specify the game you're ordering for and whether you like to pick up on Friday or Saturday. They feed 10, 20, or 40, depending on what you need. They got their great charcuterie trays, some of my favorites, the cheesecake dip, sandwich trays, the crudite. They got desserts for the kids, sandwich, uh, brownies, cookies, and much more. So again, take advantage of that here in Oxford. They make their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Pick up a chicory market. That's johnsonillcreamery.com. 
Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, grass ring, miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions. Uh, horseback riding offerings from beginner to advanced to competing in national competitions. It's also a great venue for uh, corporate events and things of that nature. So get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. Would you like some peace of mind knowing that your roof is taken care of? Whether you need an inspection, a new roof, or a maintenance program, Riverland Roofing has you covered home or business. As a GAF Master Elite Contractor, they can offer warranties that last a lifetime. Licensed and insured, Riverland services Mississippi and its surrounding states. So text or call Riverland today at 662-644-4297. Are you ready for the ultimate college experience? Welcome to College Town Oxford, your new home away from home. They know you want the best, and that's exactly what they offer. No more long commutes or missing out on campus events at Ole Miss. It's right next door to the Ole Miss campus, offering spacious two, three, four, and five-bedroom cottages, each with individual leases because they believe in flexibility and simplicity. Their incredible amenities will make you feel like you're living in a resort, so whether it's a weekend binge-watching session or hosting the best game day parties, you'll do it in comfort and style. Cheering on the Rebels with your friends, the community is designed to give you the perfect blend of comfort and convenience. So don't break up the gang. Instead, grab your friends, pick out your favorite floor plan, reserve it today at collegetownoxford.com. Text their VIP list to be the first to know when their leasing for fall 2024 is open, 662-300-3733. Podcast also brought to you by Caldera Lab. I've got it somewhere. I lost the uh, file. I'll get it back in one Here, second. I might, I might have it. Okay. I'm looking for it too. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry. All right. My bad. Uh, take care of your skin as you get older. Caldera Lab creating high performance men's skincare products, and the regimen leads off their product lineup twice a day routine to transferring your skin. And the skincare care world is heavily female driven. It's long been the wild, wild west for men. That's why they're making this simple for you. It includes three products, the Clean Slate, the Base Layer, and the Good. The clean Slate starts and ends your day. The face wash leaves all skin types refreshed. The Base Layer is your daily moisturizer to hydrate your skin and jumpstart your day full of confidence. And the Good is your go-to multifunctional serum. It's at night to make your skin look tighter and smoother as well help reduce the visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. And just for our audience, got a great exclusive deal. You're not beating this offer. It's code MPW at CalderaLab.com. 20% off right now. Again, it's a one-minute morning, one-minute night routine. It's all it takes to reduce your wrinkles, fine lines, signs of aging. Get it as you get a little older. Take care of your skin. You'll be thankful. Again, that is calderalab.com slash MPW for 20% off right now. Code MPW. Get back into our uh, picks a little bit. Tulane uh, at Rice, 11.5 for the Green Wave. Still finding ways to win. There were those kind of those throwback uniforms on Saturday. It looks really good. They kind of had to fight off North Texas. They didn't play very well in the second half, but they won the game. South Alabama's got Louisiana Lafayette this weekend. They are 10-point favorites in Mobile for that one. I don't, I don't hate that line. Um, Big spot there. Talk about Grayson McCall banged up for Coastal. They are uh, three-and-a-half-point underdogs at home against Marshall this weekend. Ooh, Not a good spot. Not have your quarterback right there against the no. Thundering Herd. He's done a hell of a job at Marshall. He has. They're good. Washington by James Madison, which tells you how good James Madison is. I mean, they're legitimate. They're they're 
they they would win they would win some SEC games. It's a pretty great story. Uh, talk about moving up in conferences, moving up in divisions. I mean, I talked to Uku about it multiple times over the course of us having him on network stuff, and, and since he came from James Madison, but they they're real. Washington twenty six and a half point favorites at Stanford on Saturday. They kind of fought off Saturday to pull it out. Yeah, they're good. They're, they're solid. They can lose. Yeah, probably will lose. Tennessee minus three and a half at Kentucky. I have no idea. I kind of like I'm, the balls here. Do you really? Kind of like the balls and lay the points. I got a, I got a feeling they're going to play an angry game. They're they're a little pissed at themselves, at the officials, at a lot. I got a feeling they're going to take out some emotions. They are very frustrated with the officiating. Yeah, and the penalties were very one sided. Yeah. Like ten to one or something. It was, yeah. Hypo wanted to say something, so he said nothing for twenty seconds, which said a lot. Like the balls here. I actually like the balls here a good bit. Don't think Kentucky's all that. They got some issues. They're getting pushed around. Even they got some internal issues. They're the opposite of like what Lane talked about. They're having. NIL has been a problem in their locker room. So that's going to be a, it's going to be a, he's got to figure that out because they're, they're, they, they are an NIL program and they've got money, but it can create angst Mm -hmm. inside locker rooms. Again, I go back to what Lane said yesterday. It is a something you have to work on daily. And you have to manage it from an efficiency standpoint. And you have to talk about it every day. Every single day. Air Force trying to continue its run. They are uh, in Fort Collins. They are 12-point favorites over Colorado State on Saturday. No. Staying there inside, uh, inside That's Colorado. That's probably kind of a rivalry one. right there. Yeah, sure. Colorado. Back at work, they are 16.5-point underdogs at UCLA on Saturday. Going to have to score against a pretty good defense. UCLA is good defensively. Yes, and good enough offensively. Yeah, Dante Moore kind of throws it all over the place. but Going to be a good player, though. Oh, he's just freshman. It's, yeah. it's young. It's yeah. growing pains. He's got stuff going I, on I like, there. I like him. And then this line just keeps blowing up. Ole Miss Vanderbilt that opened at 21.5. It's currently at 25.5. I'm taking Vanderbilt. They're going to be sleepy. They got A&M next week. Yeah. Ole Miss is going to win this game like 38 to 20 or something, and we're all going to move on with our day. Yeah, I can't lay 25 and a half. Not in this between Auburn and A&M thing with it being Vanderbilt. I mean, if Ole Miss was super locked in, sure. But if you're laying, right? You're not wasting emotional capital on this thing. Well, you're not playing Jordan Watkins in the third quarter if you're up 21 points. You're not running – Quinshawn Judkins in the third quarter up 21 points. You're not letting Jackson go on a quarterback run and attack a linebacker if you're up 21 points in the third quarter. No, you're just like, let's move on. You have two major challenges coming up. 63 and a half. I don't know. I mean, Vanderbilt could score some points and do some things. I mean, it, it, it's I, I wouldn't touch this game in any level. Just, Vegas said absolutely the hell with you from a money line standpoint. Minus two thousand on Ole Miss. Good for them. Went, no, I'm, I'm I, with, I, 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 uh-uh. Hat tip. I'm with you completely. <laughs> I wouldn't touch this game on any level. 
Now, if you told me I had to take it, I'd I'd go, okay, I'll just put 10 bucks on Vandy plus 25 and yeah, a half. Yeah, sure. sure. But I don't want any part of it. If you told me it was 38 to 10 was the final and Ole Miss covered it, sure. I'm not touching this game. Ohio State, Wisconsin, minus 10. Ohio State on the road at Camp Randall on Saturday. Initial thought is Ohio State covers. Yeah, I think so. Money lines are weird there. They're only giving you 375 on Wisconsin, but they're going minus 800 in Ohio State. Mm. Really shine you away from taking the favorite there at all. Um, North Carolina, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech got ran out by Boston College in the second half Did on they? Saturday. Yeah, didn't play well at all. Uh, North Carolina minus 11 and a half coming off their loss to Virginia. I mean, they'll probably play well now, but it's too late. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State minus seven and a half against Cincinnati. Cincinnati taking some lumps in the Big 12. By the way, if you are one of the people trying to find a way for Ole Miss into the playoff at 11 and one, you are now a North Carolina fan. Go win out now. You want them to go beat. You want them to go beat Florida State. Mm-hmm. Oh, they still play Florida State. Well, I mean, I assume they'd play them in a title game. Oh, right? okay, gotcha. Washington State minus six and a half at Arizona State on Saturday. Yeah, it's not a terrible game. Speaking of James Madison, they're seventeen and a half point favorites at home against Old Dominion on Saturday. The Dukes and the Monarchs strapping it up. Old Dominion's not terrible, but James Madison's really good. Oregon State on the road, giving three and a half in Tucson on Saturday. Oh, it's an interesting little spot. It is. Oregon State on the road at Arizona, three Arizona, and a half. Arizona's a little, a little spunky. I don't hate a plus 259 Arizona money line. No, I don't hate that either. I actually kind of like that. Get almost three to one there on Arizona. And then if you just need some football late at night, you really are jonesing for a little bit more UNLV, Fresno State, 930. Oh, not a terrible game. Uh, sorry, you have a midnight kick. San Jose, San Jose State, Hawaii. That is a terrible game. The Spartans are eight and a half point favorites over the Warriors. A lot of other things you'd like to be doing at twelve fifteen Eastern. <sighs> Probably still be talking to you. We're not going to have an eleven o'clock game this year, are we? All right. So the schedule comes out. I'm assuming they're not going to do a six day advance. On a game where they already know they're doing Alabama LSU at seven. It's how a CBS this, double. It's a CBS double. So how does it work? CBS gets choice one, and that's Alabama LSU at seven. That's that's done. Okay. Does ESPN get choice two, and then CBS gets choice three? I don't know. All right, let's say that if you if you're ESPN and your choices are Texas A and M at Ole Miss or Missouri at Georgia, which game are you taking out of game day? Okay, what am I? What are it again? I was looking up rules. What what is it again? Texas A and M at Ole Miss, Missouri at Georgia. Who does who have this week? Um, Missouri's off. Missouri's off, so they're not losing. Georgia's got Florida, which is probably not losing. Ole Miss is not losing to Vanderbilt, and I think Texas A and M is not losing to South Carolina. I want Georgia-Missouri. Dwight says CBS gets the first two choices. Oh, wow. If that's the case, then Ole Miss is an 11 a.m. game. Because I think they're going to take Missouri-Georgia. Because that game could conceivably decide the East. Ole Miss-Texas A&M does not decide the West independently of itself. 
I, 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 I'm taking Missouri, Georgia, because I'm having the chance to have the big upset. Ole Miss or A&M winning is not this right. huge surprise that does anything. No, no. I mean, look, Ole Miss beating Texas A&M is not national news. No. If Missouri beats Georgia, it's it's the story of the day. Yeah. No. Leading I could, into yeah, LSU. Could, could give me Georgia, Missouri. If that's the case, I, I could be wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'm just wrong. I've been wrong a lot on the TV stuff this year. I'm, I usually get it right, but I'm, I'm, I've missed it this year. I think Ole Miss A&M is going to be an 11 a.m. kick. Okay. On ESPN. That would be my guess. Watch it be an 8.15 ESPN 2 kick or something. Then. Some <sighs> window we're not even aware of. Yeah, you guys, you, no no complaining this year. You've gotten all your night games. Pulling up the SEC schedule for the week. Let's see. I had this up yesterday. I was looking at it. Okay. I'll give the SEC credit. Their website's pretty friendly. Um, all right. So this is week 10 that we're looking at. Okay. Missouri at Georgia. LSU at Alabama, Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Yep. Here's the rest of it. UConn, Tennessee, that's a 3 o'clock game. Arkansas, Florida, that's got 11 a.m. SEC network written on it. Or 630 SEC network. Yeah, depending. I don't know how that works. Kentucky, Mississippi State, same thing. Oh. Jacksonville State at South Carolina, upset alert. Ooh. Um, but from a TV standpoint, yeah. And then Auburn at Vanderbilt. Oh God! But that's a lot of games. You're going to be over each other. Yeah, where a lot. do you where do you put those games? Is there a six thirty? That SEC? means you got to put. I mean, just running those stats, doesn't that mean there has to be a six thirty ESPN game? I mean, that's what I would assume. But you don't want. You're not putting anything valuable up against Alabama LSU. So Auburn Vandy has six thirty written all over it. My 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 guess is that you would you would put my guess is you'd put Kentucky Mississippi State at eleven on SEC Network, you'd put Ole Miss at eleven on ESPN, you'd put Arkansas at Florida as the midday SEC Network game, and you'd do Auburn at Vanderbilt at six thirty. That's my guess. If I'm the TV people trying to figure out what I want, where. They ran an SEC network game against LSU Alabama the last time at CBS seven o'clock, but they did not run an ESPN game against them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eleven ESPN, eleven SEC network, eleven ESPN two. Okay, because that's what they usually do. Chase, they try to they don't want anything up against that Alabama LSU game much, and so they'll put a bunch of stuff early. CBS three o'clock SEC network. You had a you had a FCS game that actually went to that pay per view alternate thing, mm-hmm. and then SEC Network six thirty CBS seven or whatever it is. No, Auburn Vandy will not be on SEC Network Plus. That'll be on something. They'll put it on ESPN U or ESPN two or something, but they won't put that on the plus. No, not an actual league game. Not a league game. Nope. Same for Arkansas, Florida. Same for Mississippi State. Who did I say Mississippi State and who? State is at uh, they're at home against Kentucky. Okay, so my guess would be eleven. 
We'll find out. Because, yeah, I don't think they'll six-day option that. There's no reason to at uh, all. No, because you've already – no. You can go ahead and pick your, you can pick your games. Well, I mean, assuming Georgia beats Florida, it's kind of an easy call. Yeah, I think so, If too. you're CBS. If, yeah. you, if you really get two games, that's a pretty easy call. Major League Baseball tonight. Again, uh, we get – is there – what's tonight? Nothing? Yeah. Oh, game two seven. games. Yeah, two both games of them today. tonight. Sorry. Game seven in the American League coming off the Rangers win over the Astros last night. That's 7.03 tonight on Fox FS1. Who's pitching? I'll look in a second. And then uh, 4.07 Arizona and Philadelphia on TBS. That is game six. Yeah, I think that game is Kelly versus Nola. Back in Philadelphia for, for that one. Got a chance to be a pretty big party night in Philly, I'm guessing. We have today, from a um, pitching standpoint, Merrill Kelly, Aaron Nola, you're correct in that one, and then Scherzer, uh, Javier today. Scherzer was bad. He's got the ball right now. Tickets as low as $71 in Houston. Tickets as low as $290 in Philadelphia. Phillies, they got an environment. They show. And then should there be... A necessary game tomorrow. It is a seven oh seven on TBS for that start time. Okay, on what that would be. Who's the Monday night football game tonight? Oh, uh, let's find out. This will be interesting. I watched very little yesterday from a football standpoint. I was driving, so I listened to some football, and then I got home and I I had to finish thoughts. And Niners at Vikings. Here's poor baseball right here, right? You're going to have a game seven involving one of the teams in baseball that is kind of easy to hate mm-hmm. and a team that's sort of Cinderella-y. Yep. Game seven. It's the American League Championship game. Yeah. Okay? The winner is going to the World Series. Mm-hmm. The NFL game is a good team against a bad team. And the Bad in, team's best player not playing. Cousins isn't playing. Well, Justin Jefferson. Jefferson Jefferson's not playing. Okay, Cousins is playing. But again, it's Brock Purdy versus Kirk Cousins. <laughs> this is not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I, I don't think... It pe- wasn't Jalen and Tua last night duking it out. I don't think T-Swift will be there. Um, The football game will crush it from a rating standpoint. It will. And the baseball game is on Fox. It's on network. And it will still win, lose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I did see, uh, we got a mention in our Twitter the day that the World Series is taking Sunday night off. They've set their schedule to not play on Sunday night. I don't blame them a bit. Smart. Yeah. Ain't no point to compete with that. Mm -hmm. By the way, the Eagles last night, that was the one game I did watch some of, and I went to bed. I was tired. It hit me yesterday. Um, The Eagles look good. A.J. Brown has tied the NFL record for most consecutive games with at least 125 yards receiving, so he'll have a chance to break that record next week. He had 10 catches for 137, I think, last night. Jalen Hurts last night was really good. He was really good. I don't know who Philadelphia's coordinator is, but he does a really good job of of using Hurts' athleticism. And then Jalen's got a better arm than people give him credit for. People let his athleticism go. Oh, that's the re- no, no. He's got. He also makes really good decisions. I, I like Hurts. 
He was terrific last night. In the you know, and, and, and I know they got outpaced in the second half, but I actually thought Miami learned a little about themselves too. They came back from the early deficit, played well. Like I, it, they were, we could. I'm not giving up on the Dolphins yet oh, by any, no, any no. stretch of the imagination. Oh no! Yeah, Hurts last night, 23 of 31, 279 and two, threw a pick to a 23 of 32 for 216. It's not enough for the Dolphins. He's got to throw for more than that if they're going to win games. Alabama had those two and Mac Jones in the same room. Mm-hmm. Tyreek Hill, 11 of 88. He's a beast. Watching Philadelphia try to figure out how to sort of contain him was interesting. I mean, they had a plan, but I mean, he runs past the plan. Yeah, and then get age differences and whatnot. But I mean, Philadelphia's receiving core. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, and Julio Jones. Yeah. So he has options. They're 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 good. Yeah. Swift got fifteen carries. Hurts had eleven carries last night from a Yeah, that Eagles Niners NFC title game is gonna be You already getting ready for that one. One for the one for the books. Yeah. So all right, football tomorrow. By the way, guys who were speaking of guys who were yeah. terrific yesterday, credit where it's due, Lamar Jackson was Oh, I hadn't seen this. He was a cheat code yesterday really? against Detroit. Yeah. They won. Dominated. Oh, really? Blew them out. They were up 28 to nothing when I flipped to another game. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, completely out of it yesterday. NFL tomorrow, baseball tomorrow as well, and then whatever the hell happens. Uh, Lane Kiffin today at noon, so we'll have a reaction to that on the site and on the podcast, and we'll talk to you again really soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.